This episode is brought to you by Crisp. What is Crisp? It is a software that automatically mutes background noise in any communication app. No more embarrassing dog barks, traffic noises, crying babies, and family chatters when you are doing your calls from home or the nearby cafe. With Crisp, those noises will be muted and your caller will not be able to hear any of them. Not only is it able to remove your background noises, it can also even remove the ones coming from your caller. So all you get is high-quality audio without the distractions. Crisp supports any devices and over 800 apps such as Zoom, Teams and WebEx. It is perfect for professionals working from home or public workspaces without worrying about background noises. Try out the world's best AI-powered noise-cancelling technology for free. Simply go to adriantan.com.sg slash crisp to get started. You won't regret this. This episode is also brought to you by Grammarly. Compose bold, clear, mystic-free writing with Grammarly's AI-powered writing assistant. With Grammarly, your grammar will be perfect every time, whether it is a business proposal, emails, or your resumes. It automatically points out grammatical mistakes and provides a one-click feature to make that correction for you. From grammar and spelling to tone and style, Grammarly helps you eliminate errors and find the perfect words to express yourself. Grammarly works on Gmail, Twitter, LinkedIn, and all your favorite sites. It even works on your phone and tablet too. Now everyone can be a great writer and write brilliantly. Get started for free and find out what you can accomplish with the power of Grammarly at your fingertips. Go to adriantan.com.sg slash Grammarly to download Grammarly onto your devices today. Hey everyone, welcome to the Adrian Tan Show. This is my podcast where I have deep conversations with the people who are enabling organizations to become ready for the future of work. My guests include the mindfulness coach, the folks behind Singapore's most popular investment app and many more. They all have one thing in common and that is to help level up your organizations through your people. My guest today is Deborah Tan Pink. She just joined Revolut Singapore in October 2020 as Senior Communication Manager. Revolut gives customers the power to spend, transfer and control their money without ridiculous bank charges. Today, the Revolut app and contactless payment card let customers have a frictionless experience when it comes to using and managing their money at home or on a holiday. They are Europe's fastest growing fintech with a valuation of 5.5 billion US dollar and their incredible technology has enabled them to grow at a rate of 30,000 users a day. With social features such as gifting, rewards, bill splitting, group vaults, donations, Revolut adapts to your lifestyle and goes beyond just a multi-currency travel card. Whether you're running a business or running out for a pizza, Revolut is building a super app to help you get more out of your money. Please welcome my guest, Debra Tan Pink. Hi Debra, thank you for coming on to the program. Hey Adrian, thanks for having me. You're welcome. So let's begin by letting us know more about Revolut. What is Revolut and what problem is it trying to solve? Well, Revolut's ambition is to be a financial super app, one that gives our customer the power to spend, transfer, and control their money without ridiculous bank charges. So the Revolut app also comes with a contactless payment debit card that lets our customer have a frictionless experience when it comes to using and managing their money, both at home and overseas. We are also Europe's fastest growing fintech, and we have a valuation of 5.5 billion US dollar right now. Besides being known as a multi-currency e-wallet that supports 28 currencies, Revolut 
today has also some social features that our customers have enjoyed using, and that includes gifting, rewards, bill splitting, virtual debit cards, and donations. That sounds like our banking system, but really modernized for the current generation. Is there a specific target audience for Revolut? Yeah, so millennials, those born between 1981 and 1996, make up the largest segment of our customers. Many of these millennials are in their second job or in the process of starting their own families. Unlike what we used to think of millennials, you know, uh, the subset of customer is focused on planning for their future and they do prioritize financial literacy and want to learn how to manage their money better. So I'm from 1979, but I'm also a Revolut customer. So I would take it that I'm also a millennial for now. <laughs> and how is Revolut doing in Singapore? And has COVID affected you guys? Well, we started in Singapore last October, and to date we have over 70,000 customers. Um, many of our initial customers signed up for a Revolut account for our multi-currency e-wallet. So we definitely felt the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic when, you know, travel restrictions was put in place and everything had to go into lockdown. But we have other products and that's not tied to travel. So globally, in other markets, Revolut customers have access to wealth products such as commodities and cryptocurrency. In Singapore, we launched um, this feature called Rewards in July to give our customers, you know, great, awesome cashback deals that they can use um, when they use their Revolut card to pay for their purchases so you know this drove online shopping a lot more spending you know on e-commerce and things like that so this has definitely helped and our numbers are now almost back to pre-covid levels that's good to know so who would be your main competition and importantly what is your unfair advantage <laughs> so I would say the customer in Singapore and all over the world definitely have many options uh, to choose from. However, I would say Revolut's unfair advantage is that we combine the features of a multi-currency e-wallet and money management app very well. So when people think travel card, you know, people think travel card when the name Revolut comes up. But what we really are is that we are a financial services app that makes the sending and receiving of money easier and at a lower fee than what traditional banks, you know, usually offer. So I think our advantage is that, you know, whether you're sending money to a friend because you're splitting the dinner bill or donating money to a charity, you know, we make it easy, transparent and safe. I won't comment so much on who our competitors are. All I can say is, you know, if your listener would like to give us a try, go download the Revolut app. What? Joining Revolut, you were actually with an ad tech startup. And that was how I got to know you as well. We did a podcast back mm -hmm. then, which I'll add into the show notes. What made you decide to move out of the ad tech industry into a fintech? And how has that experience been for you? Mm. So I was first a Revolut customer before I became an employee. I used the app when I was holidaying in Hokkaido last year. And, you know, using the app to manage my holiday spending was really such a breeze, right? I was able to withdraw money from the ATMs at the Japanese convenience stores and, you know, use the card to make payments. So when I saw that Revolut Singapore was hiring a communications manager, I decided to put my name in the hat. I'm I think I'm the kind of person who always want to remain, you know, relevant. And fintech is such a hot space right now in Singapore. So I think I was really spurred on by the need to change, the need to be relevant. And, you know, and I think that opportunity that Revolut put up was sort of like 
a sign, you know, a call that I had to answer. Honestly, I was surprised, you know, when Revolut Singapore contacted me for an interview. I really wasn't expecting a call. But before I knew it, I had done six rounds of interviews and a home test. Actually, when I received the offer, I had to wait two days before breaking the news to anyone because a part of me really couldn't believe that I succeeded in landing a job at Revolut. And why was it so hard for you to believe you landed a job at Revolut? I think it boiled down to a collection of bad experiences from interviews with other tech companies. More than a couple of times, I would receive a call from one of them and the conversation is usually with recruiters who had very fixed ideas um, of what an, the ideal candidate you know, is like. I would you know, say, sometimes I walk away from these calls wondering if I was past my sell-by date, you know, because it seemed like, you know, you had to be a certain type to work at these tech companies. Yeah, and recently I spoke to the recruit, the talent recruiter of APAC, and I learned that the success rate of someone landing a job at Revolut is actually 1.8%. To be honest, I really felt very good about myself after I, I, I heard that. <laughs> you mentioned being past your sell-by date hmm. earlier. Uh, what exactly do you mean by past your sell-by date? Well, so you mentioned the year you were born. <laughs> Earlier on, I would say, you know, we share the same horoscope. So, well, I think the general image of an employee at a tech startup is usually that of someone younger, you know, maybe in their 20s to early 30s, you know. So for mid-career switches like myself, I think sometimes we find that age is an unconscious bias that we often have to contend with. People tend to think that when you're in a certain age bracket, you know, you should either be a stern no-nonsense suit, you know, in an MNC, or, you know, if you're not, then we'll be what a lot of Singaporeans call older people, you know, will be the uncle or the auntie in the office. So I think while culture fit is a legitimate concern in these uh, tech companies, I feel sometimes the recruiters are too eager to write us off because they think from an age perspective, we simply won't fit in. I understand. I was in the outplacement industry before and I did have conversation with recruiters that was telling me a few things like age and even things like, oh, if your candidate is currently unemployed, my employer will not even be keen to see them. And many, many things like that. So essentially, when they look at the job description against the candidate, they want Superman type of uh, profile to fit whatever they have in mind. So I do understand where you're coming from. And I'm happy that you manage to get past that. So what kind of advice would you give to people who may face the same age bias at interview? I think, yeah, I mean, when you mentioned about, you know, your experience at the placement agency, yeah, it's really sad to hear that, you know, your your current employment status also plays, plays a role in, you know, how desirable you are as a candidate. I mean, why would I be applying for a job if I'm not looking for one or if I'm not in need of one? So mindset, definitely has to change in Singapore, around the world, you know, with regards to what makes a candidate, you know, desirable, right? But I also think that it takes two hands to clap. So while ongoing education is definitely needed to get hiring managers to remove these unconscious biases, as an individual, I would say, you know, make an effort to project the appropriate level of energy and enthusiasm for the job and for the company that you want to work at. Right. So there are lots of articles out there, you know, written about the culture of certain tech companies, you know, and what kind of um, personality recruiters usually take a shine to. So go go do your research and sort of mentally prep yourself 
to present a certain image when you're talking to a recruiter. But I'm also not saying that you should become a totally different person. Just don't retreat into a shell because you're trying to play it safe or play down your personality because, you know, you're trying to get people to like you. I would say don't be afraid to be passionate or opinionated. I think employers these days, more than ever, you know, really appreciate personality in an employee and are more likely to remember you, you know, because you stand for something and you are actually enthusiastic. So they can definitely feel that. Even though I think a lot of interviews these days are happening virtually, I think energy is something that still can be conveyed virtually. So if you can try to model, you know, try to play with the tone of your voice as well. Don't speak so monotonously, try to sound enthusiastic, give bright smiles. And I think, you know, all of us can definitely overcome um, the unconscious biases together. Mm-hmm. So out of curiosity, how many jobs did you apply for before landing at Revolut? Honestly, I wasn't actively looking when I was applying for, when I applied for this job at Revolut. Things were going really well at Smartup, the company that I was at. We were turning a profit and there were a couple of investors who were interested in um, coming in with money for the startup. And I think, you know, I am very attached to the team at Smartup as well. So, you know, I, I really, like I said, I, I, I'm interested in fintech. I wanted to look for an opportunity to get into fintech. And so when I sort of applied for that Revolut job, you know, I was kind of just hedging, like basically, you know, let's see, let's see how it goes. So yeah, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't, I, I, surprisingly, I wasn't actively looking and I don't know whether it added to the whole myth that, you know, recruiters want to look for candidates who aren't actively looking for a job. So yeah, what do you think? <laughs> well, I think that is uh, a good consideration. There are, of course, the entire headhunting recruitment market that is catered just to look out for the passive candidate, mm-hmm. at least for most part of them. So by positioning yourself as a passive candidate, whether it is true or not, mm-hmm. it might give you an edge over other people. Yeah. So I do think that is something worth thinking about. And how has the working experience been like for you at Revolut? I understand they are in a way similar to at to Smartup as a startup, but in terms of culture, in terms of given that they are a company from UK and also they are in fintech, how has the working experience been like for you? I would say the learning curve was steep. When I first joined, I think the first two weeks were an eye-opener. I really had to take a step back and look at, you know, how can I present myself in a way to show that they've made the right decision hiring me because I am strong in the skill set that is required of a communications manager. But at the same time, I'm totally new in fintech. And so I have to learn very quickly, you know, what is what what are some of the things that are allowed and what are some of the things that are not allowed. You know, for instance, even in the course of arranging this interview, right, we had to sort of you know, really carefully consider some of the questions and some of the answers because we we needed to make sure that, you know, it is compliant to some of the regulations that MAS has set down. And I think um, in terms of the experience so far, it's been it's been awesome, challenging. I would say that, you know, there's never been there hasn't been a boring day so far. And I'm looking I've just completed my first month. So I'm definitely looking forward to spending more spending many more months at Revolut. Mm-hmm. Good to know that. So what are some of the terms or acronym that you have learned in the fintech that you could share with us? Wow. Okay. Let me see. 
Ah, so when I first joined, a lot of our conversations, you know, kind of always went around the idea of nap and death. So I was thinking, what is nap and death? So nap is newly active people. So it means that once you sign up for a Revolut account, have you gone through the KYC, which is know your customer? You know, you sign up for the account, you completed KYC, you've topped up your e-wallet and you've completed a transaction and you've requested for a card. So all that makes you a nap, which is a newly active person. Now, that is what we look at. You know, every day we look at um, our numbers, whether our customers are spending money uh, using their Revolut card, whether they are completing transactions using their Revolut card. So once you are a debt, which is a daily active people, so we will measure how many people within our customer base are active and how many and how much they are spending. So that is a daily spend kind of thing. So yeah, these are the three acronyms um, that I've learned: KYC, net, and debt. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm imagining it could be an interesting period for Revolut moving forward as the market begins to open up and hopefully by early next year, if not middle of next year, people start traveling. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, is Revolut looking to hire or beef up the team? Yeah, so we are constantly looking out for talent to join us in each market. So we'll be expanding our footprint in APAC without sharing too much, but yeah, currently right now we are looking to fill nine permanent roles and we are also on the lookout for interns. Excellent. I'll share more information in the show notes uh, for people who is interested to learn more about opportunity with Revolut. And lastly, for people who are keen to find out more about Revolut, where can they go to? Oh, you can go to revolut.com. So uh, you'll be instantly, you know, you'll be instantly led to the Singapore page. So yeah, so, so feel free to download the app and become a Revolut customer. For sure, we will do that. Thank you so much, Deborah. Thank, Thank you for you, coming on to the show and I wish you continued success at Revolut. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can refer to the show notes for links to more information about our guests and their businesses. If you enjoyed this podcast, you'll be helpful to give a review on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. If you're using Overcast, please hit the star button under the episode. That will help get this podcast and the episodes out to more people who may find it useful. I will see you in the next episode of The Adrian Tan Show.